We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. This is the Gilcast, Davis Maddock, Sammy Reed, Nate Noling. Um, a unique combination. We do not get these very often, where not one, not two, but all three of us got smoked in NFL DFS cash games on DraftKings.com. We we all just spent uh seven hours of commercial free football in the fucking torture chamber. Just nothing went right. I don't think. Uh, I don't think I made one good decision pre-lock period. I think the swap that I ended up making actually could have like was very good considering where I started from. But if I would have just played right to begin with, um, would never have had to have made it. Fellas, it's a group therapy session here on the yeah. Gilcast. We're we're having a bad time. We're having a bad fucking time. I don't want to do this show. Nate, tell us your feelings. How are you doing? I don't want to do the show. Like it, it was a terrible day. It was a terrible day of football. The slate sucked. And it was like watching the games was like the most painful run out ever. Like 
I had all, I had a bunch of stuff in the afternoon that just like, I mean, a halftime of these afternoon games, it was like, this is, this is brutal. Jimmy G getting hurt. Uh, Devontae not doing anything. Kyron first half, not doing anything staff. I mean, just everything, nothing in these second half games went the way it was supposed to. The first half games weren't good. Nothing was good today. It was, it was an awful day of football and uh, I lost money. It's not a good day. All right. So key decision. Well, here, these are, these are uh, the scores. Yeah, 139.14 Davis Maddock 137.5 Nate and 134.14 key decisions of the slate who are you playing at quarterback Burrow or Stafford I honestly didn't really consider Stafford for a second I thought Stafford's like best case Stafford's best game this year is 20.7 honestly didn't even really want to play Burrow there was like a seven minute period before lock where I wanted to play Justin Fields and uh, just because I was like, everything went right for Burrow last week. Burrow went as nuclear as he can go, and he got 27 points. Like, what, is 20, Is that going to kill me? No, it's not. That's what I'm saying. Burrow's just a more expensive Stafford. Like, Burrow's yeah. not running the way he I, I don't. I, last I, week, I, he, I be... he did break the pocket for the first time. But, like, Burrow I, isn't Burrow of years past. I should be clear. I should be clear. I don't think that playing Stafford was bad. I just was not into it. I thought Burrow's ceiling was maybe slightly higher. Um, well, these are, these were the guys who were most owned. Uh, Moser obviously was stone chalk. Then you had to choose between one of Dante Foreman or Chuba Hubbard. Then you had to choose between a third running back of Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Kyron Williams, and Kyron was who I had originally. Uh, we'll get into swapping stuff here a little bit. Then, uh, Jamar Chase was, let's see, in the massive $50 double up Jamar Chase. 75% 75% owned Christian Kirk, 54% owned. Uh, I started out with Hollywood Brown. I think both of, both of you guys started out with mm-hmm. uh, and capped Hollywood Brown. Um, and then there was a much smarter team that had Adam Thielen instead of Hollywood Brown. All you Thielen players, I just want to commend you. You know ball. You are smart. You understand the fundamentals of the game that we are playing, which is that Adam Thielen cannot be stopped. Dude had 10 targets in the first half. It was always going to happen that way. And then Evan Ingram at tight end. And then there were a vast swath of defenses that people were considering. There was the 49ers defense, which is, I think, the only time I've ever seen a a $4,000 defense, 10% owned in cash. There was the Buccaneers. There was the Lions. There was the Patriots. And then got to hand it to you if you played the Minnesota Vikings team uh, which I had for a while, ended up not playing. But the Vikings at 8% owned and the massive $50 double up, 21 DraftKings points. So the guys, the the spot that I was most struggling with was obviously that Hollywood Brown spot, the tight end spot, and defense. Um, Nate, you told us we were all stone fish uh, if we didn't play Evan Ingram. So I listened to mm-hmm. you and I played Evan Ingram. But I should have just played Kyle Pitts. I, I got to admit, before we get into all this stuff, I was playing tight as shit this week. I lost the last two weeks, and I was like, all right, just, like, don't be dumb. Just play Evan Ingram. Play Hollywood Brown. Like, just do it. Whatever. Uh, And and that led to me. I, le- I played bad. I played pretty bad this week. I think Evan yeah, Ingram I mean, was bad. Well, obviously I don't. I mean, so I there was a couple things, a couple leverage points that I saw in cash this week that I was excited about playing. Number one was Evan Ingram. 
I thought that Evan Ingram for his price was a better value uh, and outpaced the rest of the position so much more so almost as much as like Raheem Mostert was for running backs. Like it was Evan Ingram was as much of a lock to me, the way he's being used right now, he's basically being used like a wideout. And on this slate with the rest of these tight ends that people were going to be playing, just like praying for three targets. Uh, I, I wasn't going to get off Engram. Like Engram was, was so clearly like as lock as you could get for a tight end. And Kyle um, Pitts though, dude, Kyle Pitts is finally happening and he's 3,500 and I just now wave it. Yeah. That is not, that is no, so off. And Engram gets the usage and Engram had like seven he, targets. He, I'm not half. saying he, he doesn't. Is, he is basically a wide receiver at 4,500 at a tight end position that you're playing a bunch of dust balls where you're praying for three targets. No, Kyle with, Pitts is not a it, dust ball, mate. Yeah, he's not a dust ball. That's the, that. I think that's the the key. Is that yeah? Evan the volatility on the rest good. of these guys' projections is it's so high. These the rest of these guys' projections are so fragile. Bro, Evan Ingram's is is fragile. I mean, look, dude. I I had this whole like argument with you last night over text. You're up at like you know one a.m. Central Time or whatever. And I'm like texting with you and I'm like, dude, Evan Ingram, like he's not going to bury you. Like these tight end projections are fragile. Evan Ingram's is too. And like, I'm like, oh, I'm not playing Ingram. And then I ended up playing Ingram. And I'm just like mad at myself for being such a mentally weak suck. I mean, Jesus H Christ. Like I it's knew better. The, the pits I know ball so and better. I didn't, I didn't do it. Nate got in my head, man. The, like, the, the pits thing is frustrating. It's, it's, it's a little bit of hindsight frustrating. I mean, obviously he scored. Yes. If uh, Pitts and, doesn't score the touchdown, you're not playing but this game. The, the thing that I'm hindsighting is that that team fit much you you did Thielen, you did Pitts, and you did the Vikings defense, and that team is just the nuts. So it's just it's just frustrating to know that yeah that the, team, the Vikings D right thing there. ended up being tilting because the Vikings D ended up being in the chalkiest train. It was in the train that was duped two hundred nine times. Well, th- in the this was the this was the team. Lock. This was I I know that team because I had this team uh, before lock. Uh, I this so this is the big train of the massive fifty dollar double up. Burrow, Mostert, Hubbard. Hollywood Brown, Jamar Chase, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Kyron Williams, and the Vikings defense. I had this train with Foreman. We can talk about that here in a little bit, but it is just, it, it's not even like, this is obviously the, the very frustrating part of NFL DFS is like, if you ran that lineup that I just said versus our lineups in a, a you know, a, a sim of 10,000 slates or whatever, that team probably wins 50.1% of the time and ours wins, you know, 49.9% of the time or whatever. And that is, it's, it is just such an exercise in variance. But when you're spending your entire Sunday, just begging, begging your players to get yards, begging for points, it just becomes so goddamn frustrating. Hollywood yeah. Brown, Honestly, like catch, mistake, catch a ball. The mistake, if, if I'm like looking at my team now and not through like hindsight, I think the one mistake is that Adam Thielen over Brown Adam Thielen is a much better cash. Play it's than Brown. so like, much better. It's, it's so much better. And I, that's where my mistake was the Josh Jacobs versus Kyron versus ETN. I think if you roll this slate a thousand times, like you're, it's going to be 33, 33. Well, I was 33. never, like, I was never going to play Jacobs. I was 0% ever playing Jacobs. That's yeah. I mean, I mean I understand the, other that, thing is like the usage that those three get are is so similar that I don't think you can really say that there's much of an edge parsing. I out I, I liked ETN. So uh, the, again, another iteration of this team was ETN and the Buccaneers defense there again, which would have been fine. Uh, it, it, all of it would have been fine if you had Adam Thielen. I mean, I mean that feels like had no defensive players healthy. I mean, they rolled out a shell of a defense like J- Jacobs with his usage in this spot, like. 
was a great play. So was ETN and so was Kyron. But um, I thought, yeah, Hollywood was bad. Hollywood was bad in comparison to Thielen. I should have gotten to Thielen. It was also a $600 difference. Thielen's 600 more. But, so but, you essentially... were, but the Buccaneers defense at $2,300 was like so fine. Like Goff outside, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. That was oh, the yeah. other That was the other mistake I think people played today. Well, I think there were three mistakes people made today. I think fading in Evan Ingram. I think number two was a lot of people paid up for 49ers defense. And I think that in a, in a spot where you're not expecting a lot of passing volume, in a spot where you're not expecting, like that's how your defense gets points. And so yeah. – I agree I, with that. I, I genuinely think like paying up for the for the 49ers in this spot where they're going cross country, not in like a game where it's going to be slow weather. That's not where you want to pay 4K for a defense. So I thought that was a mistake. And then I also thought paying playing for both Chuba and Foreman were a mistake. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I thought and there was reason- three spots that I wanted to capitalize on in cash and didn't work out. Yeah. And I think the reason that's a mistake is because there are so many good values. The guys we're talking about in that like 6K range where the guys are like le- legitimate bell cows in a way that like Dante Foreman is not. And, and it was fully reasonable to expect that he wouldn't be also, you know what I mean? Like I, I we were all debating Chuba versus uh, Foreman, right? And I was and, the only one that went Foreman and ultimately, because yeah, you don't, because you don't know ball, man. No, I mean, no, yeah, you just don't know ball. You, it's the you opposite. don't know how it to look at a roster. No, and... it was too much ball knowing. It was ball knowing that led me to make this mistake because my thought was, well, I think Foreman's actually kind of good. Like I think Foreman is like a pretty good rusher, which he is, but that's not really the point. That's assuming rational coaching. We we've seen them literally have well, him he inactive. Got, he got plenty of work. He got he got 15 carries and a target. Chuba Hubbard got 19 carries and a but target. But Chuba Chuba has been they've been trying to use Chuba in games where Miles Sanders is, is healthy, and then he gets a spot where he's going to get all of the workload. And then you're trying to play this guy because you think he's good, but the Bears clearly don't like him. And clearly, yeah, he was he was good for a couple games last year, but the guy doesn't have a carry since like mid 2020 or whatever. Well, the, a healthy so the, scratch. No, he was active. He was active row. week one. The other thing, the other thing was that he did get three targets in garbage time in week one for the Bears. So I was like, I, I you know, I don't think he's a zero in the passing game. I, honestly, of all the things I did wrong. This is one that I'm not gonna sweat. Like it just like sure, maybe I should have just gone with the field on it. Uh, you know, uh, ETR had Hubbard projected more. This is uh, this, uh, this is actually an example of like ball knowing opinions causing you to do something suboptimal and having opinions on like talent and things. Because I think Hubbard is just a very average backup NFL running back. Whereas I well, think well, he is, he is, but the thing is he operates and we actually didn't see it today, which was a little frustrating. Um, you know, he he's operated in, in like a pass catching role and he's been fine in the pass catching game. So he only had like one target today, but it was like in a game where they're projected to kind of get whooped up and they did and be behind a lot. It's like he, he, I thought it was very much in play that he got like three, four targets. Whereas I yeah. didn't think Foreman was drawing live for that, and the the field agreed. Uh, Foreman well, was and that, that was what I was, and Hubbard. Was I was 50. shocked by that. If if we were playing this in in the same slate in twenty twenty, uh, Foreman would have been 50 percent owned. The fact that the fact that there was that much of a gap between Hubbard and Foreman shocked me. Like the the field is sharper. People are not just blindly pay, paying for these running backs you know so yeah, i actually except, was like except davis davis do you get there if you play chuba uh chuba of course he does i, I think it's i think it's it's one of those things where because like 90 percent of my action is head to heads i'd have to go through 
and yeah. look at all my stuff. Uh, the the cash line in the let's see how many positions are paid a thousand. The cash line was one forty three points. So yeah, I do, I do get there, yeah, but get I there. I wouldn't have. Well, I do get there, but you I wouldn't, wouldn't have, have made swapped. my swapped, and I'd made a for for I did make a a I think what was a pretty good swap. Um, Let's talk receivers. I mean, obviously, we all were playing Chase. Chase we all and Kirk were playing were a Kirk. Lock. Yeah. Well, I mean, here here's the thing. So the lineup that the reason I'm tilted is because the lineup I had last night was essentially an alpha lineup, like I did last week, where I paid down a quarterback and went with Minshew. And I paid down at wide receiver three and went with downs and I didn't play Kirk and I went down at tight end and play pits. I went down at DST. Um, and then I paid up for Cooper cup and that would have gotten it. That would have, that would have had it. And that's why I'm so frustrated because in the end I was afraid of Christian Kirk. I was like, dude, Kirk can really like bury me here. If I have downs and Kirk is out there and I ended up going with this vanilla ass bitch ass lineup. Those like, you know, Matt Stafford, Evan Ingram, you know, these dust balls who suck my ass. And I ended up getting dusted for it. I should have just gone all alphas again like I did last week and just buried everybody and talked about how smart I am. And instead, I'm sitting here playing Evan Ingram and, you know, just just counting all the money I don't have. It sucks. It does suck. It's not very it's not very fun at all. Um, It just doesn't it just doesn't feel very good just to know like it doesn't feel very good to know that you you had a relatively right read of where the chalk construction was going to be fragile and then doing it anyways like showing up with evan ingram is just so against everything that i stand like evan ingram is just like a slightly more fancy Zacherts, and i could have just played thirty five hundred dollar kyle pitts who is an alpha and i would have played Thielen. and it's just it's so it's so fucking annoying i i did i toyed around with um uh tyreek and chase together now the issue with that lineup is it, you were using the flex because you were uh so you were only playing two running backs so then i tried to do it with i i had a team that was um tyreek chase and brandon powell a three thousand dollar wide receiver with kyron in the flex which i think obviously in the end would have gotten there because tyreek got a billion and uh what's his name uh kyron you know absolutely smash but I mean, that that type of stuff is like going off the reservation and maybe Sammy can go off the reservation that far. I only go like 10 degrees off the reservation in like the worst direction. I, I should I should have gone, man. I mean, it, the, the listeners are sitting here. They, they don't even know what the hell we played. So why don't we why don't we say the teams? OK, uh, Sammy played Matthew Stafford, Travis Etienne Jr., Raheem Mostert, Marquise Brown, Jamar Chase, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Chuba Hubbard and the Patriots defense. I played cuck lineup, cuck lineup. Yeah, pretty cucky. I initially played Joe Burrow, Raheem Mostert, Donta Foreman, Marquise Brown, Jamar Chase, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Kyron Williams, and the Lions defense. I swapped the, no, in the Buccaneers defense. I swapped Hollywood Brown to Garrett Wilson. I swapped Kyron Williams to DeAndre Swift. And I swapped the Buccaneers defense to the, Patriots defense just not because I thought they were a good play but because I thought they were going to be less owned which they were the Buccaneers I mean here's here's the reason the Patriots were such a bad play is because 
Jimmy Garoppolo got taken to the hospital and Brian Hoyer came in and they and still couldn't do anything. Him up. Dice yeah. them up, dude. Dice yeah, them. That's... Dice them the fuck up. Yeah. Like you don't want any any piece of this team. You don't want the defense. You don't want the tight ends. You don't want the court. You don't you don't want anything. Except Kendrick Bourne because he's goaded. But at the end of the day, this team is just complete cancerous. And uh, I'm 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 mad. I even played their defense, man. Like so stupid. And Nate played Matthew Stafford, Raheem Mostert, Chuba Hubbard, Hollywood Brown. Jamar Chase, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Josh Jacobs, and the Lions defense. I guess because Burrow stunk and because you didn't know that Josh Jacobs was a bad play yet, neither of you guys considered swapping at all? No. No, because ETN scored two touchdowns in the first game. Ingram yeah. had seven catches, you know, like yeah, your your swap your swap would have been bad. I maybe yeah. would have And the only thing I had locked was Mostert. Hubbard, Chase, Kirk, Chase, Kirk, Ingram, yeah, and so Ingram. There was everything was everything was good. Yeah, there was no. So if you so if you would have just had if you would have just played Kyron instead of oh, Josh yeah. Jacobs, if I would have played Kyron, if I would have played anybody other than Marquise Brown, I mean, if anything, like Marquise Brown, bro, I mean, he did us so wrong. He did now, us to so be, wrong. To be fair, to be fair to all the Mar- Marquise Brown players, he should have had about five hundred fantasy points. I mean, he, he kept getting wide open and Dobbs would miss him just a little bit or his foot would be out. I mean, it was like, I bet when people are doing their, uh, you know, expected fantasy points stuff on Monday morning, he's, he's going to have had like 23 expected points or something. Yeah. Yeah. And when my kids are in community college, I'm going to be like, look, the, 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 the state systems, they didn't, you know, they, they didn't accept uh Sklansky bucks. I'm sorry. Like we're, we're going to have to do a couple years here before we move on. I mean, yeah. Jesus H Christ, Hollywood Brown. He's a he's a shitty cash play, bro. Like he's a hundred and sixty pound, like little skinny ass receiver on a shite it's, team. It, like I don't was, in, in a vacuum. In a vacuum, that's not true. It's just that Thielen is like Thielen is like Puka Nakua, but on the fucking Panthers. You know, yeah. Like, Thielen, Thielen knows how to play ball. Yeah, Hollywood Brown does not. <laughs> I I do also want to say there was a Justin Fields Thielen Pitts team out there that I had. Let's look, I can probably even go scroll up and go find it. That obviously I don't think would have ended up getting there because uh, Justin Fields got hurt. But I kind of think that was the right team to play. Um, let's see what it was. No. Oh. Uh, so Fields, Mostert, Hubbard, Chase, Kirk, Hollywood, Pitts, ETN, Bucks defense. I mean that that sounds pretty good. I don't think that team. I don't think that team gets there. But well, only because like, only because Fields dusts. I mean, the right, reality right. is when what, what you guys are talking about at the start these these pocket quarterbacks who like are just have a two hundred and fifty yard three, one and a half touchdown baseline. Three hundred and three, I think, is twenty one points. If you don't, if you don't do anything else. So it's like, yeah, what Justin Fields does that, like maybe without a touchdown sometimes, like, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, it was just one of those spots where I originally had Minshew. I had him all week. He's a really good value. And it's just like, eh, you know, Minshew just doesn't really move the needle. Like these guys can throw three touchdowns and get the bonus. Minshew, Minshew almost got like negatives. And then he just like super turned it on in garbage time. Yeah, of yeah, course. Had all the Cause, garbage time. Because he's a goat. Because I, I would, I would not, I would not say that. I don't think after watching these games that I, I, I mean, not that if you played Minshew, you're bad. Because I don't think that's true. But after watching that performance, I'm like, dude, that was. He, I mean, he is playing with his hair on fire. He had, he took three sacks, 
threw three picks. Uh, you know, I mean, he chucked it 55 times, so he ended up throwing for 329 and one. And I'm sure you could have built a good team with him because you wouldn't have had Hollywood Brown on it. Although you yeah. might have used that, you might have used that money to pay up for the 49ers defense. So maybe that's probably what matter. people did. Well, there was yeah. so did there you... was our team, there was our basic construction with Josh Downs instead of Hollywood Brown and the 49ers yeah. defense, which again, no. I thought Downs was a really strong play, so I'm not even hating on that. It's yeah, just, but but you don't but you don't do it so you can pay up a defense like that's foolish. I I would have maybe done it to like try and get up to Hawkinson or something a tight end like I don't this feels like a slate that really needed Travis Kelsey on it. If Kelsey would have been on this slate, it would have been so much more interesting. I feel like. Yeah, um, man, I looking at these lineups. I'm just I'm I'm tilting. This these train teams. Well, all right. Let me I mean, let me let me get let me get my final cash game tilt out of the way, and then we can we can do uh we can do our tournament lineup. So Garrett Wilson gets the bonus, right? He has about he has about a thirty five yarder. Uh, he he catches a nice little crosser, makes about seven guys miss. Alan Lazard throws a block into the chest of the Eagles defender, and they call a fucking they call a block in the back. They call a block in the back for a block in the chest. I it's I just I don't I'm not a huge complainer about the refs. It's a hard job. It kind of all equals out in the end. Whatever, whatever. But that it was just like I was so pissed off because I'm like I, I I Garrett Wilson was 0.3% owned. He has 13 targets. He's like the greatest. I mean, he is so fucking good. Garrett Wilson is. And I'm just like I felt like such a mega mind for this swap where I get the DeAndre Swift six catch touchdown game Garrett Wilson 100 yard bonus and I'm sitting there watching and I'm like wait they're calling this back for what reason could this play possibly be getting called back I was so annoyed you should have done a born swap I told all you the high pri- all the high price guys sucked Adams yeah, Puka, yeah Adams got, yeah. Uh, I guess I guess AJ Brown AJ Brown Kendrick AJ Horn Brown would have done it yeah would have done it um did you guys consider Lawrence at all at QB he yes. was the other guy I considered yeah I did I, no. No, because I mean, here's and here's the, the reason why. I liked were Jags. Yeah, I, didn't I know. Even, I, yeah, I didn't even like my lineup because it had three Jags in it. And the thing is about the Jags is they suck. They do, and that's one thing you gotta like really understand is you can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna play cash today. I'm gonna put all this money on there, and it all is gonna go with the Jags. If they do well, I win. If they do bad, I'm out. It's like this is a crappy spot to put yourself in. I actually played three Jags in cash, and I was trying like hell to get off of it. I was trying to like figure out how to like not do this. And obviously I could have gone down to, to Kyron Williams, who I liked a lot uh, instead of ETN. Um, you know, I could have, I could have saved a thousand bucks by going down to pits, but then it's like, what do I do with that money? There were no guys like at different price points. You basically had to blow up the entire lineup to like make it happen, but no, absolutely not. No Trevor Lawrence. No, no three Jags was too many. I mean, I'm so, Nate, I'm so pissed off. Dude, this this slate sucks. Nate, you and I actually had the same team, except yeah, we were except, a two v two. I had Jacobs yeah, and Lions versus Etienne and uh, Patriots. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I didn't, two, I didn't realize we were that row, close. It's two weeks in a row where my dumbass IK being cost me about eleven points and cost me winning, which is just like you know, Davis. Maybe fucking learn. Maybe learn that you don't know ball. Maybe, maybe just stop doing that and just play the guy who's projected for more points. Back and to you the know the second you do, it's going to go the other way on you. 
Oh, the second I like don't play Dalton Kincaid and play Dalton uh, Kincaid goes for three touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, I'll thank, thank God. I don't have to deal with that on the showdown slate. That's locking literally as we're talking. Uh, but yeah, I mean the second I, the second I'm like, I'm just going to ride with the projections. I'm going to play the ETR train team. That team is getting shellacked, you know, just like getting. And the, I mean, the other thing is, and this is we're talking about is all of us are mostly playing head to heads now and just running like the giga train team and head to heads is not always optimal because you want to you want to have some differences versus the people you're playing especially if it's a spot where you think the field could be wrong and i did think the field could be wrong on hubbard versus foreman i mean the bears team total was higher like the panthers have been just getting absolutely sh- like miles sanders has been useless for fantasy it's just that it you know it all condensed into one guy basically and chanel also got injured too which was the other interesting thing yeah, I, I actually think Visca might have scavenged a little bit more if he was in there. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. I'm not trying to be Hubbard was still better than for me. I I played I played bad and I got the commiserate results. I entered into fourteen hundred dollars worth of games and I got like four hundred bucks back and you get you get what you get. I mean Yeah, you got you, know. you got the blade for not knowing ball. I mean, at the end of the day, this was a mentally weak performance by you and I, Davis. I mean, Nate does what Nate does. Yeah, you know, he's spits his shit through an optimizer and you know wow this projection's like 0.35 more and you know he gets that but me and you we knew ball we knew that kyle pitts was the play we knew it we knew it and and you know we got mentally weak you were mentally weak and i was mentally weak and that's why we lost money on this fine sunday that's that's what it comes down to yeah evan played adam Thielen. yeah i mean I want to I want to talk about a team I was I was just very surprised when the um when the when the cards turned over uh this I, I played this team in um this is one of the smaller red zones so this was only 1200 entries so I played a fields stack with a double Vikings bring back um shocked to see Justin Fields at 15% owned also pretty surprised to see DJ Moore at 21% owned I just I did I thought that there was enough talk about Oh, the weather and the Vikings are just not going to be as efficient. Like I just was surprised. Now, Addison, I did really like. He was 13%. I also did play Brandon Powell on this team. Uh, he was four percent owned, which Brandon Powell at four percent owned. I mean it's a couple ticks too high. <laughs> it's a couple ticks too high. I mean, even me playing him is bad. And we've talked about like the bringbacks and the bringbacks are overdone. Although I thought for this. For that specific game, I thought it was either the wind and the weather isn't an issue and Fields is passing well and Cousins is able to figure it out as a passer without Justin Jefferson or they won't. So I thought this was an instance where the bringbacks were actually very highly correlated instead of it just being like the like the Seahawks game. I would have been more comfortable playing the Bengals guys without Metcalf or whatever, just because like. The Bengals can, I mean, we literally saw it last week. The Bengals can just go score 30 without the other team doing mm-hmm. anything. Uh, the running backs I played on this team were Kyron Williams at 24%, Mostert at 62%. I think I played Mostert on every team. I just, he's the second highest scoring running back in fantasy. Yeah, I think the thing there. is when you're when you're building teams, it's like you have to you have to acknowledge what the good chalk is. Yes. Right. And Mostert yeah. was good chalk, just like David Montgomery last last week was good chalk. Like this is well, good chalk. Like just but, eat it. But jokes jokes on me. I also thought Jamar Chase was good chalk. He was the he was the flex in this lineup. Thirty seven percent owned for fourteen points. Uh, I did play Kyle Pitts on this team, 
and uh, the Lions defense. I think I played Pitts on all my GPP teams as well, which is just that's how you know you're being a bitch in cash when you're like, okay, I'm not going to play this guy in cash, but then I'll play him in all my tournaments, and it'll totally make up for it when I'm wrong and I lose all my head-to-heads. It's like, yeah. Did you play Foreman in tournaments? Uh, I played him in one of four uh, single-entry teams, I think, which is, again, probably... I, I, I thought that was... I mean, we talk about this all the time. The 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 run the the cheap running back that you play in cash, but you see the path to failure, so you don't play him in tournaments. I thought Foreman mm-hmm. and Hubbard were actually great examples of guys who could both get single digits a huge percentage of the time. And I I preferred the more fragile, uh, like Robert Woods, uh, uh, the aforementioned Brandon Powell. Um, I also I had this is on another team. I had this extremely galaxy brain take. These are these are my worst plays when I go down the rabbit hole of reading a team's report, uh, a team's page on the athletic to get like some insight into like what the beats and the fans are saying and stuff. And the Rams fans are obsessed with this tight end. They have drew Ogletree who ran more routes than Kylan Granson last week. And like Shane Steichen is like talking to press conference about how he's such a monster in the run blocking game. And he was, he was 2,600. So I did play Drew Ogletree oh, on, a, on a red zone team. <laughs> Davis, you don't even you don't even know ball. You just like try to derive ball from the apple. Okay, all right. This is a this is a good this is a good game. I'll I'll pull up my red zone lineup that had Drew Ogletree in it. What oh, do you yeah. guys think Drew Ogletree was owned in the red zone? I mean, point one. Yeah, what's what's one team <laughs> divided by? <laughs> I got oh the the showdown lineups just went over. Okay. All right. Uh, I have now. I have played a guy without an integer before the decimal before that that has worked out. Greg Dorch, one of them. Lamar Jackson, actually one of them. Uh, Drew Ogletree was 0.4 percent owned uh, in in this contest. Um, he did not record a statistic. He did get a target, but he didn't catch it. <laughs> it's not really my finest wow. effort. Not, it's not- great. Not really my best effort as a, as a player this weekend. Yeah. Uh, all right, Sammy, you're up. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, this one was in one of the red zones. I did a burrow chase and uh, and and Lockett bring back. And Lockett at 5,700 was just like severely bad. Because um, no, I, I thought of I, like. I, I don't have I don't have any issue with that. No, I mean, there were other guys I liked around that range. I actually con- highly considered Thielen. And didn't do it, but you know, not gonna cry because this lineup sucked anyways. Uh, of course, I played Mostert because he's good chalk. Uh, and I played a little uh running back tight end game with Bijan Robinson the week after he failed as the chalk and uh Logan Thomas. And let me tell you, there were no points from this little Logan, mini game Logan, there. Logan Thomas as 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 chalk. I was like, I got no interest in that man. I got yeah. I got no interest in in chalk Logan Thomas. Although uh, a Ritter double won the Millie Maker. Holy shit! Did it by like I think like eight points, two hundred twenty six. No one else got to above two twenty. Wow! I just thought I was like so smart because I'm like nobody's gonna own Bijan on this slate. And like someone played someone played Ritter against me in a 109 and I just got a I got a golf clap for that person. They just yeah. they they took me to the they took me to the woodshed. Yeah, they, well I done. Mean, that, I mean that dude knew ball. I, I didn't I didn't understand that Logan Thomas was gonna be 27% owned. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. That I is... mean that is 
that is when that is when you know like DF, we dfs might might seem uh very beatable because chuckleheads like us play it but someone's still winning if logan thomas is 27 percent owned yeah so i didn't i didn't understand that that was a thing and so uh and so Bijan at 5.8 percent i'm happy with that uh logan thomas at 27 percent. i mean fire me into the sun uh i also played kendrick Bourne in this lineup the only sharp thing that i did Kendrick Bourne, obvious goat. Um, the Sims really like Kendrick Bourne this week. So he was like one of the guys, like I really jammed into GPPs. Uh, I just thought Man, he was uh, he was mega strong. Cardi's, Cardi's stuff. He was Kendrick Bourne was his number one points per dollar dude in the whole slate. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Uh, I also played Jacoby Myers. So, so you know, obviously expecting a shootout in this uh, Las Vegas, New England game. Gotta, gotta um, expect a shootout between Mac Jones and Jimmy G. I mean, that's Correct, so... So, so I, I did not, uh, I did not get first place in this contest. I also played the Bucks defense, uh, not understanding that they were going to be 18% owned. So man, I just had a shitty, I just had a shitty weekend, you know, like did all this stuff with my kids all weekend and stuff. And like, you know, hate to like throw up excuses, but I felt like last night I finally get home at like nine o'clock and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to do it. And it just like, it just didn't come together. And frankly, like I was ill-prepared. I didn't show up. And I got my ass beat because of it. Now I'm broke and sad. That's it. I, I mean, I, I don't feel even the same have an way. excuse. I was around. I had time to look. I had time to think. Yeah, I did the work. I just played bad. I mean, I yeah. knew it this morning waking up. I was like, I don't feel good about the slate. Um. All right, my tournament teams. Uh, let's see. I. God, I mostly turn over most- a Mac Jones team. I mostly played Mostert. This one team I didn't. <laughs> um. I. I was. Overall, I felt like it was going to be a pretty low scoring week. And so what I really tried to do is like dial up the correlation quite a bit and just focus on just like huge game stacks. Um, Cause I play relatively small field stuff. So in the red zone, I had, uh, let's see, it was Stafford triple. So I had Stafford, Kyron cup and Nakua. Um, and then I brought it back with Ertz and Marquise Brown. Um, so I just went kind of all in on that game. Uh, and then I, uh, filled it out with Hubbard, Downs, uh, and Vikings D. So felt pretty good about the uh, Nakua ownership. And uh, just overall, I knew, even though I was playing a chalky game, because I was playing it with so many pieces, I knew I was not going to be duped. And I was going to have, uh, I was playing it in a unique way that I didn't really have to worry about ownership from the rest of the build. So um, overall, it didn't it didn't hit. I mean, uh, Nakua Nikola didn't do anything. Marquise didn't do anything. Ertz didn't do anything. But with when looking at this ownership, I'd play this again. I mean, this you, on this you play slate, Zach I, Ertz again. Yeah. Well, he lost. The we are we are finally free from the Zach Ertz prison because McBride like doubled him up in routes today. So I think that yeah. thing's over. Yeah. You had to see the writing yeah. on the wall. Like he got like I mean, ten targets a couple times early in the year, and you're like, oh shit! Like it's Ertz season, and it's not. Julie Julie Ertz's husband's fucking balling out, but he's been replaced now. <laughs> <laughs> I was never, I was, I'm never like in on Ertz long term, but like from a DFS standpoint, we just play in a single week. Like it's, it's, he's been the guy. But yeah, it does look like McBride. If, if all the routes start going his way, then yeah, McBride will be the guy. He's more talented. Did you guys fall for the, uh, the Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith thing? Cause I did that in a no. couple of teams. Like, oh, it's, oh, it's, dude, it's Devonta Smith. They just like gave Dallas Goddard four targets on the opening drive. It's Devonta Smith's turn. Bro, People they straight up lost that game. They, they, they straight, straight up lost, up that lost game. to the although, Jets. They were up 14 to three. Devonta Smith 
uh, did just straight up drop like a 56 yard touchdown, just like in his and hand. And the Jets had literally like no corners on defense that were healthy. I mean, I, I don't know how Jalen Hurts did. And the refs did cheat and take away a 35 yard gain from Garrett Wilson that would have given him the 100 yard bonus on DraftKings. People forget. People Tough. forget. I won't, People I, forget. Won't for, I won't. Davis forget won't that. forget. I won't forget. Davis's anytime soon. bank account will not forget. <sighs> so miserable, man. Got to hit that so, deposit button. And I just like, I, I like drove to Illinois uh yesterday to like go like fire like a thousand dollars worth of pickums and just like had chase uh had chase you really yeah fired like just like fired so much because i was like dude jamar chase 14 8.5 fantasy points can't fail that that's first quarter line brother no nope, didn't get <laughs> you there went to, you went to a different state <laughs> well it's to- like a it's like a 15 minute drive from my house. Oh man, dude, Nate, I gotta, I gotta tell you. So I, I have to mea culpa. Not only did I suck ass on DraftKings, but my gold star. Yeah, I IDP. tailed, I tailed, I tailed this pick on a bunch of slips too. Yeah, you're, way. you're, uh, yeah, didn't get close. What was it? Four tackles. Yeah, it, Bobby Wagner, eight and a half tackles. I took the over. I was just like, oh, this is, this is a complete smash. I mean, I love this spot for Bobby Wags, and he got four tackles. So not only did he destroy me, uh, not only did I did I commit Harrow Carry on DK, but then also on prize picks. I mean, Jesus H. Christ. Like the I don't feel this strongly about IDPs that often. And this was one of them. And it's just like, man, I that's how I knew this day was gonna be ass. Ayuk got there for me, which which made my prop stay work out because those San Francisco Cleveland lines got so low midweek, it was free. Yeah, I mean, just Amari Cooper overs would have would have just done the trick, man. Amari Cooper, Jerome Ford, Ayuk. I mean, everybody in that game except for McCaffrey getting hurt. Tough. Just take some. just take uh free every week. Just take Mostert and Tyreek, and just use those as your building blocks, and then just move on from there. It seems it seems pretty easy, doesn't it? Like this isn't rocket science. You just take saved- the really fast guys on the best offense, and you just print. I mean, Jesus. Why are we making it so complicated? I don't know. Got to play Evan Ingram at 4,500. You know, plays like wide receivers. (laughs) By the way, my fun, the funniest thing for me going on right now is how clearly the Dolphins want Jalen Waddle to start also getting these plays, but it's just not quite happening for him. Do you guys see the touch, like Waddle's touchdown, where Tua had to make like the way more difficult throw when Tyreek was wide open to get it to Waddle? And Tyreek is just like, wait, I didn't score. Like he's looking at Waddle. He's like, wait, that's. Why is it not in my hands? I had 15 yards of space. I'm in the end zone and it's good. Waddle scored. Like, I don't know. The 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 people every I mean, every week the cards are gonna turn over and Waddle is gonna be like 13% owned and Tyreek is gonna be like 15% owned because you just can't, you, you know, you just gotta you just gotta do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is Waddle bad now? Like, what's the deal? Oh, Waddle, I, I mean, I, I, I don't low. know. I mean, he's fine, but it's just Waddle's it's, great it is, by low. Yeah, it is getting anybody exposed, getting any exposure. I mean, Salvan Ahmed could be like playable in that offense like waddle is good and in that offense i mean they're just incredible i've never seen somebody scheme guys so wide open this way every everything they do is is incredible so it's like watching the uh the rams from early 2000s like i mean it's it's just it's fun yeah well the the sovereign the 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 ahmed uh you know best ball teams they're happy they're doing good good for them all right guys let's get out of here yeah, it okay, sucks. We took I'm our out. we took we took our beating. We'll be back next week. <laughs>